Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power, preached by the resident bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeduama. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Hallelujah. We want to declare that nothing is impossible with God. Do you have some challenges? Do you have some things that they seem not to be going away? We will ask you sing it, believe that it's happening to you. That indeed nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. All right. It's important. Lift up your voice, everybody, and put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting in His Word. Hearken to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for Him? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His Word. Oh, everything, oh, everything, yes, everything is possible with God. Lift up your voice. Oh, nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His Word. Harking to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for him? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon his word for everything. Oh, everything. Yes, everything is possible. My pastor, your pastor, our shepherd, the bishop, me, Ajedu, Amen. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank thank you for gathering us. Yes, Lord. The word says where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in their midst. Thank you for your presence in this place. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We appreciate your presence. We pray that you speak to us as individuals and you speak to us as a church. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, let everyone say amen. Amen. Say a louder amen. Amen. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. I think there's a... Did we listen to testimony this morning? There's a powerful testimony. I don't know why we didn't listen to it. Can we listen to the testimony? Because it encompasses, I mean, it puts together quiet time and also um, attempting great works. Amen. And today the message is attempt greater works. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So I want us to listen to that testimony and I think it will bless us. Pastor Max. Pastor Max. 
My name is Mrs. Mercy Apaka, a member of the Orchid Square. My testimony is about how God delivered me from a strange attack three days to my wedding through LPPS Quiet Time. One morning I had my quiet time and it was on Mark 16, 17 and 18. And it said that these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So after I prayed and after praying, two people dropped in my spirit. And they were the people I was counseling in the marriage school. And then their names was uh, Mercy and Emmanuel. So in the middle of the night, I felt a sharp pain. Once I was sleeping, I felt a sharp pain in my right leg. So I woke up and I saw that my leg has twisted. When I tried to straighten it, it was not straightened. So I saw that there was a communion. I was having a communion which was blessed by Bishop Da. So I poured the communion on my leg. And then all of a sudden, my leg felt cold. I felt relief and then I thanked God and then I slept again. So whilst I was sleeping, my husband, then my beloved, called me and told me that he has had a strange dream. So we should wake up and pray. In the dream, he said he was waiting for me in the chapel that we are going to have the wedding. So he saw that I was coming from far away and then saw a man, a strange man, walking behind me, coming close to me. So he started shouting, you strange man, I bind you. So he said, as he started shouting, the strange man stretched his hand. I fell down and then he ran away. So he said he woke up from the dream. That was when he called me in the night and we prayed about it. So when I woke up that early morning, I started feeling a pain, severe pain in my knee. So I couldn't walk properly. I was limping, limping. And I had to do a lot of rounds because it was just three days before the wedding. Then I had a call from LP Pukia. And I was surprised at that time that she called early like that. And she told me that she wants to meet us at the Kodesh car park and pray in the evening. I came to the car park in the evening, waited for a while. They still hadn't come. So just when I was driving out, I saw the lady coming. And when she was coming, she was walking very funny. So I was saying in my head that, ah, is this how Mercy walks that I haven't really taken notice of or there's something wrong? So when she approached me, she, was also, she didn't also seem very happy. Her face was troubled. So I asked her what the problem was. And then she started narrating to me what happened. So Emmanuel joined us later and we all went to the second car park and we started praying. As we were praying, the scripture I read in the morning started dropping in my head, the latter part of it, which said that you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So I was just asking God that, what if I lay hands and she doesn't get well? And I felt God telling me that it's not your job. Just obey 
and also whatever you learned in your quiet time i'm just letting it manifest for you to see so i stopped the prayer and i told them that everyone should lay hands on her knee because her knee was hurting she couldn't stand she couldn't sit and she, she was in a lot of pain so we all put our, um, emmanuel myself and mercy we all put our hand on the knee and we started praying and then all of a sudden i just heard her screaming and jumping the pain is gone the pain is gone the pain is gone all of a sudden i felt that the sharpening has just been relieved the swelling also came down now i started walking normally and i was so happy so after the prayers by the grace of god the marriage ceremony went on successfully i didn't feel any pain from then to now not felt any pain in my knee my legs again i thank god for this miracle and i want to use this opportunity to also say a very big thank you to our daddy bishop darky ward mills for always praying for us blessing our communion i have never taken it for granted i always believe in the prayers and i receive them i want to thank bishop ni ajedu ama for always encouraging us to have our daily quiet time and pray. God bless him. So as Bishop is teaching us about quiet time and how important quiet time is, sometimes your quiet time that you have, God might not necessarily be speaking to you in person, but it's to solve somebody else's problem. And I believe that that day, if we hadn't come to just have that prayer meeting, I don't know how Mercy could have gone through her wedding. So it's very important that we have our quiet time. So as we have quiet time, God will specifically speak to you and tell you exactly what he wants you to do. Amen. Wow. Isn't that a powerful testimony? You see, they were trying to deprive you of this powerful testimony. I don't know who was doing that. Is it Reverend Ben? It's your fault. Eh? or it was Pastor Max. You know, this testimony takes into consideration, I mean, it combines a lot of things together. Are you with me? Quiet time. See, when you have your quiet time, don't think that you are wasting your time or you are having it because Bishop Nisa says you have your quiet time. No. Because she had a quiet time and then she applied what she learned in the quiet time that same day or that same, you know, season. Amen. Then number two, this our year of what work, and today I'm talking about attempt greater works. Amen. You know, I think that the the, the testimony has preached the message already, so we can even share the grace and take offering. Are you understanding? Because the testimony has already shared the grace. Because as the lady has come, she's preparing for her wedding. You know, she's limping, you know, pain in the leg. And then she had learned something in the morning. Hallelujah. But then the Holy Spirit said, apply the thing you have learned from your quiet time. So you could see she applied it and she had results. So you could see she was doing greater works. Because, I mean, look, there are some married counselors who are very, very committed and powerful. Because how many married counselors pray for, you know, the people that they are counseling? I think it's very important, you know. And she was praying for them, and she 
the Holy Spirit ministered to her to, 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 to reach out to them. No, no, they were also having challenges. And then she applied what she has learned in the quiet time, laid hands, and there was instant healing and instant deliverance. Hallelujah. You see, you may not know what it means to have a pain in the leg. You know, I mean, Professor Tamate is here. A pain in the leg could mean so many things. Are you with me? And we take things for granted. Then number three, I'm coming to Professor Tamate. You tell us what pain in the leg could easily mean. Bring me a microphone. Number three, she also said she doesn't take for granted the what? The communion. Are you with me? She doesn't take for granted the communion. So then again, something that happens in church, she's applying it. Hallelujah. And you see, this, our year of work, you have to decide to do something that you've not been doing. Are you understanding? Now, what did the Bible say about Jesus? The Bible said that he went about the cities and the villages, eh? preaching, teaching, and healing them that were sick and were oppressed by the devil. Now, you may not have to do something great and fantastic and wonderful, but the extra thing that you would do which before you were not doing. For instance, when you talk about work, one of the key things about work, and prophet has been teaching us a lot about work, is prayer. Okay? He's been teaching us about prayer. During our camp, he visited us and shared from Colossians 4.2. Continue in prayer. And all through to this morning, he was preaching about prayer. He was talking about prayer as an opportunity. Are you with me? Prayer is an opportunity to talk to God. And he was giving the illustration. If, for instance, you know, I say, come and see me, my office, or maybe I call you, or I see me on the car park, and I'm talking to you, or I come to you. Normally, I do that. See people at the car park, I come to them, I tell them, oh, who are you, what's your name? You know, it's an opportunity to talk to you, and it is also an opportunity for you to talk to me. Amen? And so prayer is talking to God. So we should see prayer as an opportunity, and a very, very good opportunity. Amen? And when you look at it that way, you approach prayer differently. When you see it as a burden or something, you know, it becomes a problem. But when you see in everything, you should see the, the good and the bad inside. And there are so many good things in anything that you see. For instance, this testimony that we have watched, myself, Reverend Ben, and Lady Pastor Amma, we are on a, chat, a group chat where she posts the testimonies, you know, and to seek our approval. You know, Reverend Ben approved the testimony, but he wasn't happy with some things. Is that the case? And what did you say? <laughs> Give me, bring microphone. Who are those who handle microphones? <laughs> no, we are all learning. I'm just trying to say there's every day. Look, anything which you want to see something good, you will see. No, he didn't say anything bad, but she just said something. I just want to, you to learn from it. <laughs> Amen. So, Bishop, the first comment I made was the testimony works for me. The testimony works for me. He said it works for him. Did it work for you? Oh, I'm asking a question. Did the testimony work for you? Okay, yes. Then I said, however. When you say however, it means that there's a problem. The quiet time link wasn't too clear to me. The quiet time link wasn't too clear to him. Huh? It was mixed up with dreams from the beloved. It was mixed up with dreams from the beloved. I mean, it's not a bad comment. 
but I could have just looked at it. If I had not listened to it myself, I said, okay, let's look for something else. That's what I was going to do. Okay? But I decided to listen to it myself. It's ah, so very, very powerful. <laughs> and what did I say when I, after that? <laughs> There's a connection. The dream, the quiet time. And I would say, ah, we have talked about quiet time last month. We have talked about greater ways this year and this month. You know? And we've been, we've been, we've been having communion. So everything is so linked and connected. And even this morning's quiet time. And who did the quiet time this morning? When you saw the quiet morning quiet time, then you surrounded. So what did I say? Bishop, he said, I see it as a combination of quiet time and current message and even today's attempt greater works. It is very good. Some grammar correction, but it is very okay. So then I replied, good, good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I saw it and said, ah, this thing has preached the message. It has combined quiet time. Amen. And it's a very encouraging message. It has combined, uh, what else? Great works, greater works, which I was going to preach about this morning. Okay? And then, it, yes, pray for the sick. And that's it. Because that's what Jesus Christ went about doing. Amen. Now, because we don't attempt to do these things, okay, we don't attempt it, but this year you have to attempt. Are you understanding? There are things that you have to attempt. Eh? Attempt doing your quiet time every morning. Hallelujah. Attempt reading your Bible every day. Attempt praying every day. And I'm telling you that prayer is an opportunity. So it's not like a prayer meeting. It's a prayer opportunity. Hallelujah. An opportunity to talk to God. Amen? Amen? An opportunity to talk to God. Now, look at this morning's quiet time. The title is Nightmares. Nightmares. So, can you see how it's also linked again? Because they had, they, they had dreams. Eh? And then you have a dream, and you wake up, and your leg have twisted. Eh? And fear will grip you. Amen? So, like that, this testimony covers so many things. You know, fear has gripped you. Like, it's talking about Job. It's about Job. The, the, the key scripture is Job 7, 1 to 14, uh, 15. Eh? And the key verse is Job 7, 14. You know, though they put one there, I think it's 14. Eh? What does Job 7, 14 say? Are you listening? There's no point to come and preach points to you and not see how practically it relates to you. How you can apply it to your life. Eh? What does Job... He said, then thou scarest me with dreams and terrifies me through visions. So dreams can make you scared. Hallelujah. Dreams can make you scared. Dreams can put fear in you. Do you understand? But like you see from the testimony, eh, as the dream came and fear came, she decided to deal with it. Because she could also, you see, when you... Um, when, when you dream or you, 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 you begin, you know, when Job began to go through this, he said, look, the thing that I feared has now happened to me. And many of us are afraid of many things. You are afraid you will lose your job. You are afraid you will lose your beloved. You are afraid your children will become some way. You know, you have to pray and bind it. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear. Are you understanding but he has given a spirit of boldness. Hallelujah. So fear is something that is from the devil. 
Are you with me? Yeah. Fear is from the devil. And so this year, the sign that you are not going to take, take things at face value. You know, something, you have a dream and then, you know, you say well, one of those things. No, 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 it's not one of those things. You should deal with it. That, is, that may be the greater work that you'll be doing this year. Hallelujah. John chapter, Matthew chapter 9. I'm getting feedback here. And verse 35. It said, and Jesus went about all the cities. Now, when we talk about attempt greater works, eh, we are not referring to anything else than the things that Jesus came to do. And he came to teach us. Hallelujah. Now, without knowing what he came to do, you may not even know what to do. But the Bible says that he, Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now, if you don't attempt to pray for people for healing, you don't know that you have the ability to pray for people to be healed. Are you understanding? When somebody tells you a problem, the first thing to do is to pray. Maybe either too, that's not what you do. So what you are going to do this year, which is a greater work, this year, not just this year, but this year going, which is a greater work, is something you were not doing before. That when you hear a problem, the first thing to do is to pray about it. Hallelujah. Because you were not doing before. Any extra thing that you add to the things that you do is a great work. Don't think it's something fantastic. I'm not asking everybody to start by center, everybody to pay for bus. No. Those are great things that we also want. But I'm saying to you that there are very little, little things. Amen? Are you understanding? There are very, very little things that you can add to your Christian life. And one of them is prayer. Usually when we have challenges, you're always looking for a human being to talk to. Meanwhile, God is just by your side. God is, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. Amen? And you can talk to him. And so this year, eh, most of us don't pray. I went to visit some young men yesterday in the university. Eh, some young men, some young ladies. Most of them don't do their quiet time. I mean, they don't pray. They don't read their Bible. They don't listen to messages. I mean, they, it's not part of their life. It's not part of their life. I think I read the scripture with them. Proverbs, I think Proverbs about 2 verse 1. I read two scriptures, Proverbs 2, 1, and I think Proverbs 119, verse 19 or so. It said, my son, if I would read it from a version which was so nice, my son, if thou would receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. Hmm? What does this say? Next verse. I read it from a version which I enjoy so much. It must be the um, reader's version. It was so nice. What does he say? Uh -huh. My son, pay attention to what I say. Go back to this, what you just showed. You just give it. No, not this one. NIRV. The reader's version. Yes. He said, let your ears listen to wisdom. Verse 1. He said, my son... Accept my words. Store up my commands inside you. Then verse 2 says, let your ears listen to wisdom. Okay? Apply your heart to understanding. I think what the version I read talks about wisdom and then common sense. 
Yeah, that was the version I was reading. I forgot which version. They talk about wisdom and sense. Is it? And I said, as you are here, eh? You young men, you need more wisdom than I need. Because me, I don't know what wisdom again. I mean, I need wisdom to go day by day and to manage this congregation by the grace of God. But you need more wisdom because there are more decisions for you to take. I said, me, I don't need to have wisdom for um, the woman to marry. I have chosen already. Whether it's right or wrong, uh, there's something I can't do anything about it. I will believe in God. Number two, I don't, have the, I don't need the wisdom to choose my career. I have chosen already. I don't have the wisdom to decide how many children I'll have. I have them already. I don't know. I don't think I want to have any more at this age. Are you with me? So, the wisdom that you need, you need more than me. I said, despite the fact that I have done a lot of all these things already, I still need wisdom, so I still listen to messages. I still have my quiet time. I still read my Bible. I still do all those things. But you young men, you have all these things to choose. As I was going through the courses that they do, some of the courses, you don't know what they're going to do with the course. I said, this course you are doing, what are you going to do with it? I mean, so what, are your, what is your aim? This course you are doing. Oh, I was giving the course. I said, okay, you have been given. You are there. It is great. But begin to think what to do. And I said, me, I was in university. I was doing biochemistry. Third year, final year, I realized that what I was doing is not what I want to do. Final year. Because I've been praying for the will of God. I've been praying for the wisdom of God. So final year, then I decided actually what I wanted to do. And I began to do it. Though I finished the biochemistry, okay. So you need more wisdom than me. Now, put the scripture back. Did you get the one that talks about sins? What does it say? instructions will be given wisdom and good sense. Every young man who listens to me and obeys my instructions will be, will be given, given wisdom, wisdom and, good, and sense. good sense. Amen. He said, my son, I set my words. Store up my commands inside you. Let your ears listen to wisdom. Apply your heart to understanding. Hallelujah. So every morning as we have our quiet time, we are receiving wisdom. Amen. And I'm saying that the greater work that God wants you to do, everybody's greater work is different. There are people who have their quiet time every morning. Okay? So maybe it's the person's greater work is not your greater work. Maybe your greater work is now to begin to listen to God every day. To begin to talk to God every day. And remember that prayer is work. Amen? Prayer is work. And the Bible said pray without ceasing. Continue to pray. Amen? Everything by prayer. So it's like, Charlie, prayer is a lot of work that I want each and every one of us to add that to the type and the kinds of work that you'll be doing this year. Hallelujah. Add it. Prayer is, is work that gives better results than gossip. We like totally instead of praying People don't pray. People don't pray. People don't read their word. But when we begin to pray, we will see a difference of that in our lives. When we begin to apply the things, and I'm saying that the work that God wants you to do this year, yes, there are a lot of work that I can give you. But the first work I want to give you is the work of prayer. 
that you should add prayer to everything that you do. If you've been praying for 30 minutes, now begin to pray. No, the Bible says pray without ceasing. And you just pray for 30 minutes. How can you say you, are, you have not ceased from praying? Some of us, when we have our quiet time in the morning, we finish with God to the following day. When you are going to eat, blessed, bless. When you are going to sleep, I don't know the poem that you say. Thank you for the day. But the habit I want us to acquire is any time in the day. Are you with me? Any time in the day. If it's just for three minutes, just pray. Any time in the day. If it's just for five minutes, just pray. You, have, you go to work, maybe you have one hour break. Take ten minutes out of that and pray. So it's like prayer becomes something. I mean, as you are walking, you are praying. As you are driving, you are praying. Because when you are driving, what do you do? What do you do when you are driving? Have some worship um, song. Have some message um, playing. And then you'll be praying. Because you are in traffic and you are bored with the traffic. And you begin to insult people in the traffic. You see, when you pray, the consciousness of God being around you dawns on you. So if you insult somebody, you will not do it. Because you know God is around. But you are not praying and you are bored in the traffic. You know, you are annoyed. And the moment you are annoyed, there is anger. Then Satan also comes in. Then you begin to insult people. One brother was driving. And I think somebody crossed him. So he chased, chased the person, got closer. He said, Kwa. He said, Kwa. They saw that it was his pastor. Kwa, Kwa, Pastor. Kwa, Pastor. <laughs> he was really going to insult him. Kwa, Kwa, Pastor. He waved to Kwa, Pastor. If you were praying, I'm saying that we are, you see, it is okay to come to you and all those are things. We want all those things. Where you decide this year I'm sponsoring a basenta. Amen. The things that will make you do all those things is your time with God. Yeah. I can give you so a list of things that we would wish as pastors for us all to do. You take a bus, you are, you are sponsoring that bus. Yeah. You take a, you decide to have fellowship. You know, after church, don't just rush away. And identify some one or two people you could say these people they don't know anything. So as I was going, I saw some children sitting there. I said, As I'm going to preach, what are they going to learn? What are they? I mean, they will not even understand anything I'm saying. If you like, let me call them, you see, they'll tell you that I said we should obey our parents. That's all that they, they, they know, you know, that you decide that oh, you are going to minister to people's lives, that you just choose even one person in church. Say, This year, I want to make sure that this person becomes somebody. You've taken care of your children. They are doing very well. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But how about others? How about others? For God so loved the world. Are you understand what I'm saying? How about others? That you decide that, look, this person, eh, this single boy, you tell the boy, every day when you come to church, come and look for me. When you are coming from church, from home, you make your wife do sandwich, and you bring, because of the sandwich, the boy will come every day. Then you, after the sandwich, you sit down with him, you teach him something. Just teach him something. You know, my children, I, 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 I didn't do those things with my children. But by the grace of God, somebody did it for them. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I never 
told the other day I was there, my child told me he went to Kokobite. I said, who, who told you? Where, where, did, where do they take her to Krobiti? Me, even me, I don't know. My father comes from Botiano. I don't know where to take her to Krobiti. And you are going to Krobiti. What did you say? He went, to, he went on visitation. I said, wow. Krobiti visitation. I said, you are wonderful. <laughs> you are wonderful. So you see, as you are in the church, we are telling you to do things. Don't think our children are resting. Somebody has taught them how to do it. So it's also our obligation to also teach others how to do it. So I'm saying all those things are there. But this morning I'm talking about you specifically and you directly. And I'm saying prayer is work. Prayer is an opportunity to meet God. Reading your word is work. And when you are into those things, it is not me who will tell you that invest in somebody's life. But as you read your word, as you commune with God, as you stay with God, it is God himself who will minister that to you. And when God ministers to you, it's better than me myself ministering to you. A wife was complaining the other day. I said, but you, why are you complaining? If the Bible says that wives submit to your husbands, when you say one and he says no, leave it at that. Talk to God. It's God who said wives submit, not anybody. <laughs> yes, it's not anybody, it's wives. It's submit, it's God. So when the person doesn't agree with you, talk to God. It is God who can change the person. Are you with me? Prayer. Add that to the things that you do this year. Add that to the things that you do this year. And you'll be surprised at the great works that you'll be doing. Nobody will tell you. You'll be doing it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 14. Verse 12, it says, Very, very, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the words that I shall do, he do also. Hmm? And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. The Bible says, Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, making intercession for the saints. Making what? Intercession for the saints. When you pray, Jesus is there. He's given us his Holy Spirit who will help us. It will help our weaknesses. It will help us to pray. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now, Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read from verse 1. It says, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Don't forget one. It's upon a time we were dead in trespasses and sin. Verse 2. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Look at it's describing what we were. And there are many people who are like that today. Verse 3. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the last of the flesh, of our of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Even as what? Others. Don't forget about others who. There are others. But God who is rich in mercy. For his great love. Wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins. Hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace he has saved. Next verse. And has raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places. 
in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. If God has extended a gift to you, listen, verse 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Then verse 10. It says, for, for we are his workmanship. So all these things that Paul was talking about from the beginning were dead in sin. God by his grace through Christ and all those things. All that he was saying is saying in verse 10, for we are his workmanship. Hallelujah. We are his what? Workmanship. We are his workmanship. So, you see, as you have received your salvation, eh, it is not now that God is appointing you to, to work. It's not now that God is giving you something to do. It's not now that Bishop Nee is telling you that you should do this. But it's something that God has prepared for you. It's something that God has ordained for you and I. He said, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Hallelujah. Which God had before ordained. God has set it in order already. God has put that already as a plan. You know, Benny Hinn says something which I'm still thinking about. About the book of life. And he actually demonstrated it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> because at the time that he was with his disciples, from what he was saying, they were not saved. Because Jesus Christ had not been crucified. But then he said to them, when they were rejoicing, that demons were, you know, obeying them. He said, rejoice not because of them, but rejoice rather because your names are in the what? The book of life. And he was saying that the book of life, there are names inside. So if your name is there, it means that salvation will reach out to you. And that those names are not there. And that they will never be saved. I mean, I've still been thinking about it. Predestination. But look at what he's saying here. And remember, God has predestinated us to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Which means that as Jesus Christ, is, the Bible is saying here that he went about the cities and villages doing A, B, C, D. That is what God has also planned and purposed for you and I. So when you work, 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 work secularly, you do everything and the work does not concern God. The work has no relation with God. It means that you are missing out on something. And I'm not talking about aquabaring in church or just singing in church. Amen? <laughs> As I'm not talking about what? Aquabaring in church or just singing in church. They are all great things. Hallelujah. I said they are what? Great things. But I'm talking about the God, the work that God had. Jesus did not do aquaba. He did not sing in church. Jesus Christ went about the cities and villages teaching, preaching, and healing. Hallelujah. If only we would devote ourselves to prayer. I'm telling you, you'd be amazed the things that we will do. So I'm saying that at prayer, I'm not going to tell you about all the many other things. Or I will tell you, but I'm saying that it will make a big difference when you add interaction with God. Eh? As the thing that this year you're going to do, you've been doing, some of you have been doing some already, but add more to it. And, you know, it's, it's, prayer is work, but you're going to do what? Greater work. Put back my scripture, Ephesians 2.10.
Is it for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works? Which God had before ordained. God had purposed that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. So God has purpose for us to walk in them. Amen. The church work. The church work is not for pastors. It's for Christians. Amen. It's for who? It's for Christians. Hallelujah. It's for Christians. Whatever you do. You do aquaba. There are other things that Jesus Christ that you have to do. You do administration. There are other things you have to do. You do choir. There are other things you have to do. And we shouldn't miss out because God had planned it already. It's like when somebody recruits you into a company. It gives you a job description. And then you go and then you are doing what you like. <laughs> That's what most of us are doing. You have been employed. You see, it's not easy to get employment, especially in Ghana. And so, most of us take Christianity for granted. It's not easy to be converted to be a Christian. It's not easy. When we paid a visit to Israel a couple of years ago, we had a very powerful tour guide. A lady was taking us around, explaining things. I mean, she was good. She knows the history. Then at the point, when we were in the house of, uh, I think, Caiaphas, where Jesus Christ was placed overnight before his crucifixion, went underground, and as we were climbing up, we just stopped. I think Bishop Etebo was our leader. And they began to preach to the woman to give her life to Christ. She stood there. She said, no, she can't. She said, she can't. I mean, most of us, we all, were all tearing because we fall in love with her the way she was leading us and teaching us things. But she said, she can't give her life to Christ. Most Jews are not Christians. Said she can't. It was very, very painful experience. Very, very painful experience. And you are giving your life to Christ. You are in church. You think it's just like Coco and Kose. It is not an easy thing. Amen. It's not an easy thing. That you can give your life to Christ. It is not an easy thing. So we shouldn't take it for granted. And as I was relating it to employment, it's not easy to get a good employment in Ghana. So when you are employed, you have to really do your work properly. You have to work according to what you are employed to do. And here the Bible, Paul is saying to us that God has employed us. God has engaged us. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should work in them. My brothers and my sisters, I want to ask, you see, when you pray, when you make prayer the thing that you add to your life this year, the extra work that you do, eh, this thing that I'm sharing with you, it will just fall in line. Because God himself will lead you to do these things. God himself will direct you to do some of the, a lot of these things. But because we don't pray, so we don't hear from God. Bible says, when Jesus Christ saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they were fainted and they were like sheep without a shepherd. When you come to the car park after service, especially second service, and you see the young, young children going, I mean, you just ask yourself, what did they come here to do? What did they come here to do? And that's the same feeling that you have if you are a prayerful person. Your heart will be felt with, you will feel compassion for them. So as I was coming, I see, saw some, a row, children. You know, I said, Reverend Ben, what are these people sitting here doing? 
But you see, you will see them and it will not occur to you. Nothing will occur to you. Are you with me? Because God has not appealed to your heart. The Holy Spirit has not appealed to your heart when you see these things. But when Jesus Christ saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. When we pray, the Holy Spirit will cause us to be moved with compassion on people who we see around us. Proverbs 23. And I'm closing. Verse 4 and 5. It says, What labor not to be rich, cease from thine own wisdom. Cease from what? Look, it is God who gives you the ability to make wealth. I'm telling you. If you, if you check the house that you have, you have built, eh, and you look at the value of the house, calculate your, your pay or the money you have been receiving, whether it, it, it matches. <laughs> I say, whether what? It matches. You realize that the hand of God is in everything that we do. And the Bible says we should cease from our own labors. Hmm? Is it labor not to be rich? Cease from thine own labors. Is that not the case? Yeah. Verse 5. Will thou set thine eye upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. We should rather aim at being rich towards God. Like the rich fool. Hmm? He had so much on this earth. He was not called a rich fool because he was rich. No. But because he was not rich towards God. He was not what? Rich towards God. I want everybody here to be rich. What does it mean to be rich? To have a decent job. Business you are doing. Have a house. And one or two more that you rent out. But then we have to pray for landlords. And then what else? house with swimming pool. Water has to flow in your area to have a house with swimming pool. <laughs> you go and build your house in an area where that water doesn't flow. It flows once a month and then you do swimming pool. What are you going to do with it? Eh? It's, it's not proper wisdom. <laughs> are you listening to me? Eh? The whole area is full of clay. Then you build a house. Water does not flow. Then you put swimming pool. So now I go to bring tanker. How much is a tanker? About 350. You need about three tankers to fill your swimming pool. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have your house. Look, if God built houses for the Egyptian midwives, God will build you a house. I said, God will build you a house. It's my prayer that everybody here will own their own house. Amen. And don't build it too big, otherwise the maintenance will kill you. Are you with me? I said, don't build it too big. Otherwise, what the maintenance? <laughs> otherwise, the maintenance will kill you. I'm looking for land to build a very small house. One bedroom. Then I'll move there and sell this big one. One bedroom. You are there alone with your wife. No oh, people are welcome, but they'll go home. You don't have to sleep. You have to go and come and go home. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. And so God is calling us to devote ourselves to prayer. Amen. 
that's a greater work that I want to leave with you today. The work of prayer. The work of prayer. Because that work will lead you into so many other things. Are you hearing me? It will lead you to so many other things. It will lead you to sponsoring by center. It will lead you to uh, ministering to adopting somebody in the church and ministering to the person. It will lead you to so many other things. The work of prayer. Are you listening to me? Shall we rise on our feet? for a short time, if you are such a person you want me to just pray for you so what the Holy Spirit has ministered to your heart, you'll be able to do, I want you to come forward quickly, sing that song come quickly come. I want to be more like you like Jesus Ashes, if you have some time for prayer, come
something greater Holy Spirit I pray that you will fill them fill them oh God fill them oh God fill them for greater works fill them for greater works in the name of Jesus touch their lives touch their lives touch their destinies Lord and fill them for greater works Lord fill them for greater works for greater works in the name of Jesus Fill them for greater works. Holy Spirit, fill them for greater works. Yes, for greater works. For greater works. For greater works. Let their work never be in vain, Lord. Let their work never be in vain. But fill them for greater works. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Fill them for greater works. Let them do more. Let their work manifest. Let their works manifest. Let your works manifest in the name of Jesus. Let your works manifest to God. Mande Kalamazaya. Adikatala Mazoria. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Fill them for greater works. Let your works manifest. Let all men see. Let all men see. Let all men see. In the name of Jesus. Fill them. Fill them for greater works. Mande Kalamazaya. Thank you, Jesus. Fill us, O God, for greater works. Fill us for greater works. And let our works manifest. In the name of Jesus, let our works manifest, O God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. For greater works. For greater works. For greater works, for greater works Lord. Oh, yes. Oh yes, Lord, for greater works. In the name of Jesus, fill us for greater works. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to be a vessel you went through. I want to be more Father, we thank you for your sons and daughters. We want to do something greater this year. I pray that you touch each life. Holy Spirit, fill us. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. Everybody in the church, lift your hands. Fill us, O oh God, this year. That we'll do greater works. We'll do something extra. Something extra. Something we've never tried before. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. And we give you the glory. Let all say, Amen. Go back to your seats. While still standing, while still standing, maybe this morning you are here, somebody invited you, or you came on your own, or you've been coming to church. But this morning you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus with every eye closed. 
wherever you are, just give me a wave. Say, Pastor, pray with me. This morning, I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift your right hand quickly. I want to see it where I am. Lift it very high. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it very high. God bless you. You have lifted your right hand. I want you to come to me right now. Just come. Come. Come quickly. surrender and pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. I thank you. Pray. Say, I thank you that you died for me. This morning, I come to you. Heavenly Father, please forgive me of all my sins and wash me in the blood of Jesus. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Forgive me all my wrongdoings please write my name in the book of life so that one day one day I will be with you thank you heavenly father for saving me in Jesus name Amen God bless you for listening to this message for more information on upcoming programs and events visit our Facebook page Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto you.